stepped into this room and you're seeing him high and lifted up hallelujah and you're bowing your souls before him hallelujah oh hallelujah and now you're sensing that he has just done something amazing in your in your situation give him thanks in this house hallelujah praise the name of the lord hallelujah please be seated please be seated in the presence of the lord hallelujah good morning everyone it's good to be in the house of the lord and it's good seeing uh, everyone those who have joined online welcome also to our friends and uh, and um persons who we have not seen in the house for a long while great having you in the house this morning and a special acknowledgement to those who are seated towards the front here some 15 persons who have gathered with us to receive the right hand of fellowship can we bless the lord hallelujah come on man we must can do we must can allow the lord to know that we appreciate what he's doing as a local church amen and so to god be the glory we'll get back to that in a little while as we do have a couple of things to be done this morning it's a new month the month of march our first sunday in march and time waits for no man amen it's marching right on with march marching right on with march is your month <laughs> it is somebody's month birth month amen and uh, it also comes with a new theme as we seek to focus uh, on uh, the various activities for this year for this month our theme is salt and light bringing hope to a hopeless world and what can we say um, to be con to be considered as light then certainly it's an awesome responsibility that God has placed us in our my own theme for the next couple of minutes uh, being uh, a sub to the overall theme uh, the light of the world we are the light of the world well Jesus is the light of the world and as such we are under lights amen but we are expected to line up with this larger light this bigger light this awesome light amen and uh, as we share therefore for the next couple of minutes i want your undivided attention and i want for you to really reflect with me on the importance of this light matthew chapter 5 reading from verse 14 through 16 this passage reminds us tells us that you are the light of 
the world. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill cannot be hidden. People do not light a lamp and put it under a bushel or a basket, but on a lampstand. And it does what? It gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so that they can see your good deeds and do what? Give honor or glory to your Father who is in heaven. It's really not about us, amen? It is to bring glory to God the Father. And so this morning as we reflect together, I want us to really understand that not only as an individual, but collectively you, meaning us, we are being referred to as a light of the world or lights in the world. A city, that's a big thing, you know, a city that cannot be hidden. A city located in a strategic position, located in a central position, located on a hill back in um, antiquity and medieval times of it was always important to put a city on a hill or a lighthouse was strategically placed to guide ships into the harbor or to guide ships away from, from coastlines that were dangerous or rocks that were dangerous for the shipping industry. What therefore should be the church's relationship with the world what is it that god is saying to us uh, that this relationship uh, should be like uh, in fact in matthew the apostle recorded for us the teachings of jesus uh, he was just taught them about the beatitudes uh, and uh, the beatitudes are really those characteristics or character traits uh, for those who are truly part of God's kingdom or what we should possess. But then Christ moves quickly to teach us about the relationship that his followers, you and I, must have with the world. And that relationship is one in which he sees us as light. Amen? As light. And he sees us as salt, salt and light. In the first service, I shared a little bit about the importance and the work, the difference between the light and the salt, the light being more open, the salt being more, you know, not so out there. It, it is that which goes into and works its way out in its impact, it is more that which is used to preserve. Light, on the other hand, is very positive. It is that which is seeking to, to share and to bring a direction to people and so on. Brothers and sisters, it was 
one of those key writers by the name of Spurgeon who says that this title that he gave to his people, it was not just the ordinary title being given when, you, when they were being referred to or we being referred to as a light. But Spurgeon said this title had been given to or by the Jews to certain of, not even all their rabbis, but certain of their eminent, the ones who were considered their teachers, the rabbis who were outstanding. And so, with great pomposity, Sturgeon said, they spoke of like Rabbi Judah or Rabbi Joachanan as the lamps of the universe, the lights of the world. So you can imagine that when Jesus, in teaching his disciples, ordinary people, some of them unlearned, former fishermen and so on, when Jesus referred to them now as you are the light of the world, it caught everybody's attention. For they understood that this type of reference was reserved for their most outstanding um, leaders of the day. Brothers and sisters, it must have sounded strangely in the ears of the scribes and the Pharisees to hear the same title being given to those disciples of Jesus Christ. My brothers, my sisters, with that said, believers are the light only because Christ is light. We are lights only because Christ is light. John chapter 8 and verse 12. I am the light of the world, Jesus said. The one who follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Those persons who have come this morning to present themselves to be members of this local church and the wider church body because becoming a member of Church of God of Prophecy Nugent Street also makes you a member of the wider Church of God of Prophecy across the world. Christ is the light. Therefore, you, we reflect the light he gives to us. And so, last evening... I went outside and I was looking on the moon or the evening before. And it was looking so great and awesome and, you know, really just one of those uh, nights when the moonlight was, uh, was very awesome. Clear skies and so on. But the moon is no more than a ball of dust and dirt. But when it gets the light from the sun... So what we see at night, the moon has no light of its own, as awesome as it looks, but it reflects the light from the sun. And so that's what we see coming to us at night. I would like to think of us as moons reflecting the greater light, the awesome, powerful light of our God and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. When we are in the right place, when we are operating within the right season, when the sunlight of Christ shines on us, supernatural things will happen. People will fall in love with Christ when they see us reflecting Jesus. Hallelujah. Marriages will be restored. People will turn from a life of destruction to a life of purpose. As the light of Christ reflects off us as believers, they light the world. We light the world because the world is a dark place. But the light is something more than a reflection since Christ actually indwells us, changing us into his image. We are no longer darkness, but are actually lights ourselves. Isn't that amazing? That is awesome. Ephesians 5 verse 8 will, will give us a little bit more clearer direction there. But the question that we have to ask this morning is, what does it mean for believers to be the light of the world? What does it really mean? What applications can we take from this metaphor this morning? For being the light of the world, we must understand that we see this coming through the scriptures in many different places. Whether it is in Psalm 119 verse 105 that says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet, or a lamp to walk by, and a light to illuminate, illuminate my path. Whatever it is, we are observing that we continue to walk in light. Here light refers to the intellectual truth as seen in God's word. But also in Romans 13, 12 and 14, it refers to our moral deeds. And darkness refers to immoral deeds. So what does Paul say? Then we must lay aside the works of darkness. Romans 13, 12 and 14. We must lay aside what? The works of darkness. Burn and put on the weapons of light. Let us, let us live decently, Paul says, as in the daytime. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Not in sexual immorality and sensuality. Not in discord or jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh to arouse its desires. And so light here is being referred to as that type of moral compass. If you are walking with the Lord, you're walking in light. If you're doing the works of the flesh uh, or, or so on, then you're in darkness. Isaiah 5 verse 20 refers to both. Therefore, what it does to the mind 
and also from a moral standpoint. In Isaiah the prophet says, Those who call evil good and good evil are as good as dead, who turn darkness into light and light into darkness, who turn bitter into sweet and sweet into bitter. In other words, there is always that push for people to remain in the dark. And they even push to cause those things which are true and light as though they are not. But we must understand this morning that as believers, we are light because we have been changed intellectually and also morally. These changes are significant, making the believer like a town on a hill. When the change has taken place, then we are no longer to be found as just moving through this world as an ordinary person. But now, hallelujah, the believer, the word of God is positioning us as a city. As a hill on a hill which illumines the sky for hundreds of miles. I want for us to understand this morning how critical and important it is to let our lights so shine before men. For in so doing it will bring glory unto God in heaven. Brothers and sisters... I want for us to know that the light from believers should not and cannot be hidden. The question is, in what ways, therefore, as believers light, as in what ways are believers light and the world darkness? And that's the question that we can ask ourselves this morning. I submit to us, we are light. Because we know God. And the world is dark because they reject God. Let us never underestimate the fact that when we step out to walk with Jesus, we are moving out of a dark place, dark intellectually, dark morally, into a place where we are representing the light of Christ. Romans 1 21 and 23 describes the world as intellectually darkened in reference to knowing God, the creator. Hear what Paul says as he wrote to the brethren in Rome. For although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or give him thanks but they became futile in their thoughts and in their senseless hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for the image resembling mortal human beings or birds, or four-footed four -footed animals, or reptiles. They have turned away from God. 
we were all in that place make no mistake about that but when we answered the call of almighty god when you answered the call of god we jump ship the ship of darkness and we have moved on into a place where we are lights hallelujah they profess to be wise but the bible says the wise of this world really are going to be termed as foolishness they deny the living god by worshiping false gods or themselves or they deny god's existence altogether the psalmist said in psalm 14 and verse 1 the fool says in his heart there is no god the world is dark because they do not know or acknowledge his god but believers are light because they know the light they know god we know god christ said this is eternal life they hallelujah that they may know God. When we come to know God. As in John chapter 17 and verse 3. We have learned that we receive eternal life. Hallelujah. Can I hear the life living eternal blessed individuals this morning. Praise their God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What an awesome place to be at where we have received life eternal so what's the function of light what are typical functions of light and how do these apply to us as believers this morning who are still living here on earth number one as light Believers expose darkness. That's our function. As light, we are expected to expose darkness. When Christ was on earth, he exposed the false teachings of the Pharisees and scribes. He exposed the corruption taking place in the temple. He drove out those who were money changers and doing the things that were wrong. It should be the same with us as believers. We must shine light on dishonest practices, gossip and corruption amongst leaders. We must call racism, racism. We must call out things as we see them because we are light and we must expose darkness. Brothers and sisters, I want for us to know that as lights, we must be ethical in the friendships we have, in the very families that we are a part of, in the business dealings that we do, in the education system, in the government, wherever we are found serving, we must understand that we have brought light to those areas. Hallelujah. Are you willing this morning to expose the darkness? We expose darkness indirectly simply by living a moral life. 
simply by living right in the face of those who are doing wrong. We expose darkness by refusing to join those who are doing wrong. We expose darkness by being an example to those around us when they are doing wrong. We therefore need to understand this morning that we are to expose darkness. Secondly, hallelujah. Well, I don't have time to go into that, but let's talk a little bit about growth as light. How do we get our lights to shine brighter and brighter? Matthew chapter 5, 15 and 16 tells us people do not light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light. In the what? In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see your good deeds and do what? Give honor, as we have said before, to the Father in heaven. We therefore are being called upon to grow as light. We must stay near Christ, who is the light. If we are going to reflect or be more or be stronger lights, I say to us, stay close to Jesus. Walk with him. Listen to him. Allow him to direct your ways because in so doing, if we want to shine brighter and brighter, we have got to keep ourselves in the light. Amen. We've got to keep ourselves in the presence of the Almighty. Oh, bless the Lord. We must expose ourselves to Jesus. We must delight ourselves in his word. We must spend time in prayer soaking up his rays so that we can be stronger and more powerful lights in this world. As new believers and those who are coming in for membership, I charge you therefore to remain in the presence of the Lord. It will cause you to be stronger, to beam those lights stronger as you soak up the rays of the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18. And we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord. What happened? We are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another for this comes from the lord in who is the spirit therefore all this is saying as we walk with our lord and savior we are daily transformed into his image and glory our ability to shine brighter and brighter becomes the natural. If we are going to grow as light, we must spend time in the presence of the light, Jesus himself. Secondly, to grow as light, we must continually congregate with other godly believers. The word says you are not just speaking to an individual, but you the word says, iron sharpness iron. 
if you put a couple of lights together it becomes brighter and brighter and so we are being warned do not all uh, oh, forget the assembling of ourselves together for if we want to grow as light we must put ourselves in that place where we are loving to come together to sharpen and to brighten each other number three to grow as light we must fight against tendencies to hide our light jesus said we don't we don't put our light under a bushel it is believed by some theologians that what jesus was referring to really was that when you put light under a bushel we are putting the light we are reducing the effects of the light because we are being taken up with work and and going after the things of this world and in so doing belittling the light doing things because money becomes more important and so jesus is saying as they would have known it more aptly in their day the bushel meaning the farm area oh the bushel put it under a bush or under somewhere else and jesus was saying our work ethics our lifestyle that we are living if we are not careful it can snuff out the light and so jesus was was perhaps saying don't allow things that we are called upon to do in this world allow us to put our light under cover because jesus is saying light must get up on a lampstand and jesus was also saying don't put it under a bed don't let sleep don't let laziness don't let a, a little sleep here and fear or wanting not to be involved to cause your light to be covered over the bed and so i say to us this morning our light must get up to the central point a city a place where everyone in the house our neighbors everyone in the workplace can see that we are shining forth in a place that is dark amen so tell your neighbor don't hide your lamp don't hide your light if we're gonna grow as light we must fight against tendencies to hide our light for the world loves darkness hallelujah the world loves to go into the dark place it was interesting last night as i was listening to the evangelism presentation the minister was talking about the fact that when there are street meetings he can't understand when the church put up the light all the brethren find the dark place instead of being in the light we must understand hallelujah how important the enemy wants us to go in the dark he wants us to put the light that we have under cover but we must understand the directives of the lord i say to my new members coming in put your light at the top 
shine your light. Let that which you have come across because around you is darkness. I guess number four, to grow as light, we must put ourselves in the most strategic position. I guess I talked about that. Where you position, strategic, how you operate. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 15. Christ talked about putting a lamp on a lampstand. And therefore, do not hide what you have. Sometimes all you have to do is to present yourself. Just show up. Atmosphere change. Circumstance change. Because your attitude is a right one. And they will look on. And when light shows up, darkness is dispelled. Hallelujah. We must sense that when we walk into a room, we are the light. And darkness must cover any any plan of the devil to do ill must back up because somebody has stepped in who is light hallelujah not daring to do some things before your faces next to grow as light we must practice good deeds tell your neighbor practice good deeds practice good deeds and if your neighbor sleeping, wake them up and say, practice good deeds. They might jump up and shout, hallelujah, amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Christ said, let your light shine before people so that they may see your water. Good deeds. Amen. Good deeds. Hallelujah. So something is happening there. There's something called good deeds. I wonder what those sister Bevan. It means that there are some bad deeds too. But we are to practice good deeds. For when we do that, somebody's going to find Jesus. Somebody's going to glorify God. I don't believe in your God, but I must give him, I must pay homage to him. I must praise him. We must practice good deeds and give that is going to bring honor to God, our Father. So God is calling. He's calling us to grow as lights. In what ways we are tempted to hide your light. We must ask that. How are we tempted to hide our light? In what ways do you believe God is calling you to a place. Or to place your light in the most effective position. Have you been a secret Christian? Have you been hiding behind something else? People around you, do they know that you are Christians? Or would you be ashamed because your deeds are not right? The time has come in order for us to step out and to say, I am ready for my mountaintop. I'm ready to be placed on the lampstand. I'm ready to be that city on a hill that cannot be hid. I'm ready for to point somebody to Christ. I don't care how I behaved in the past. I don't care how I've misdirected people. But as of today, I'm stepping out and I'll be counted as a light. I don't like how my light is growing dim, but I'm stepping up. I'm going to be found in a place where I'm close to the Lord. 
because I'm determined to shine brighter and brighter and brighter each day each day I don't care whether you are here a hundred years well I hardly think anybody but are 50 or you're gonna be here almost now let your light shine hallelujah you're strategically placed you're like that moon that must reflect Christ but even more than that he lives within you and therefore you are now referred to let your light but more than that you are the light of the world it's an awesome place to be in for then we will explore some more at another time what that means god bless you hallelujah hallelujah how is god calling you to become a light this morning and that question is for those of you who have not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Unfortunately, you're walking in a place that is very dark without eternal life. You are being called this morning to come into a place where Jesus will give you eternal life and will give you his light so that the glory that belongs to the Lord will flow to him. Will you serve him? Will you come to him and live? Bow your heads with me.